Do you ever feel like you just can't cut anything else from your budget? If you're in that position, this episode will help you figure out how to take the next steps to getting back on your financial feet. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. This is Harlan, and I'm here with Miranda, and today we're talking raises. How are you, Miranda? I am doing well. I'm excited about this topic. I've never asked for a raise or... Well, you know, that's not really true, because as a freelancer, I sometimes raise my rates. Right. But it's not not exactly the same thing. No, no. There are a lot of differences when you are asking a boss versus asking a client. So today we're going to talk about getting a raise while you're working for someone else, and you're in a company, and you're looking for more money. When they look at it, they talk about the best time to ask for a raise, and if you read this article from Forbes, uh, it says the best, they, they, they pinpoint, they're like, here are the best days and times. And there's a little bit of variance and there's a little bit of thought that goes into this. But we do know that the best time not to ask is Monday. You think that's because Mondays, uh, you know, the bosses are focused on getting stuff done and don't want to worry too much about human resources issues? Or what's the reason here? I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that it's Monday. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's the beginning of the week. Nobody's in the best mood ever. And like you said, I mean, you're, you're starting out your week, you're getting ready, you're focused on uh, what needs to be done for the week. You're not really focused on trying to figure out whether somebody deserves a raise or not. So they're saying that Mondays is a terrible time to ask. <laughs> but really, it's probably not about, hey, if I just find the right day and time to ask, then I'm golden. You, there's probably a lot of stuff that goes into getting ready to ask for a raise or promotion, right? Right. Yeah. There's a lot of preparation that you should do from your perspective to make sure that when you ask for the raise, you are in the better position. You're as well positioned as possible to make that a successful request. So what are the signs that you are ready? I mean, I know it'd be nice to just be like, hey, I should get more money because I should get more money. But that's just not true. You don't deserve, you don't deserve more money just because you think you do. I think a lot of people want to often, from what I've seen, is that people, when they're going through a financial stress, uh, they have financial difficulties in their lives, they will use that as an impetus to ask for a raise and even as a reason to ask for a raise. But as as compassionate as we like to be for people, uh, as as the boss, as the one who's deciding whether to go ahead with that raise or not. Really, that's an external consideration, and it doesn't play, it isn't a factor in whether someone receives a raise or not. You can't just go to your boss and say, listen, I'm having a really difficult time paying my bills, and I need this raise. And that's not really the the reason that people receive raises. It has nothing to do with what goes on in someone's life externally. We would all like to be compassionate and understanding of difficult times in people's lives. But I think from the boss's perspective, you need to show that the reason for the raise, it makes sense for the business. Let's just talk about you before you go in to ask for the raise. And, you know, are you ready for the raise? What are some of the signs that 
you are ready for the race. This means you have to like do a brutally honest look at yourself and say, okay, am I really ready for the race? Or have I really done what's needed for this race? So what are some of the signs that you are ready for this race or promotion? All right. So one of the most important things that can point to receiving a raise or a promotion is the idea that over the last several months, at least you've been taking on bigger roles, uh, more responsibility, more authority. And these would all be things that were not included in your original scope of whatever your responsibilities were. And it can't just be recent over the last couple of weeks. This would have to be a pattern over the past few months. What bosses tend to look for in terms of the right attitude is that you accept more and more responsibility, more and more authority, number one. Number two, you're able to handle it. Number three, you don't say things like, well, that's not in my job description. Because once you start doing that, that's a negative attitude that will make it a lot more difficult for you to get raises and promotions in the future. Because a lot of a lot of what we do at work is going above and beyond. And if you want to stick to the precise wording of your job description and you're not willing to take on more and more before you're actually getting paid to do so then it's, it's kind of difficult for you to argue towards receiving a raise or a promotion because from the boss's perspective, it looks like you're just willing to do what you do within your silo and not go above and beyond. And I think that's really important. You need to make sure that you're showing that you have been doing this and you want to make sure you document, you know, hey, I have been doing this. Uh, this is outside of the scope and I am growing and bringing more value to the position and I should be compensated. Another thing to do is uh, do the research and figure out, are you on undercompensated for your position, your area and your experience? This is something that you really need to kind of think about and compare. There are a lot of great websites out there, Payscale, Glassdoor, that can help you figure out uh, what is normal for your position, your experience, your education, and where you live. Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, this person is getting X thousands of dollars a year. I should be getting that too. But then when you stop and think about it, it's like, well, I, <laughs> I live in Idaho Falls, right? <laughs> and... If I were to go look for a position here in Idaho Falls, it would probably pay about 30% less than the same position in a lot of other places in the country. Especially like, you know, you can't compare what you're making in your town to what somebody else is making in New York. So it's very important before you go in to ask for a raise, especially that you understand the market of your area and that you understand what you should be getting for your position and experience and education in your area relative to what other people in the area are making. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And doing this research is important. However, I think that a lot of supervisors and whoever else is making these decisions will not necessarily use that as a factor. I mean, they will, they'll certainly look at the data and if they are ready to give you a raise, uh, otherwise, they will accept this information. And if they're not ready to give you a raise, otherwise, there will be reasons that they will give you that the data that you're presenting is irrelevant. Whether it's a position doesn't really match exactly what you're presenting them, or this company is unique and we do the things this way, or it's just, you know, this is what we can offer you in, in the role because that's the money that we have. I think, I think you can come prepared with that information, but you can't expect it to sway your boss's decision. And, you know, think about, too, what what have you done for the company? And 
lot of us like to think about, well, what is the company doing for me? And that's, that is an important part of finding the right career for you. But at the same time, if you're going to be asking for more money or for a bigger role or for a new position, you do need to say, okay, can I bring increased value in this new role? Have I offered a win for the company? Do I have a new skill or degree that brings some value to the company now and that warrants this pay bump? I mean, you have to start thinking about it in terms of like you were saying before. So you can't think of it in terms of, well, I would really like to be able to pay my bills. You need to think of it in terms of what value am I offering the company? And have I recently increased that value that I offer the company? Sure. And this is really easy to explain if you're in sales, for instance, or if you're closing a deal and you've just made a million dollars for the company. Certainly, that is worth pointing out to the boss so you can say, listen, you know, I just closed this deal. I made this major accomplishment. And here is a precise amount of money that the company now has because of the work that I did. Of course, not everybody is in a role like that. So you have to start thinking about, well, what are the equivalents in my role? If it's not a big deal that I'm closing, if it's not a big sale, then what what is the contribution that I've made recently that really helped this company position itself competitively or do something so that the the bottom the company's bottom line is significantly improved maybe it's saving a lot of money maybe you put a plan in place that saved the company a lot of money maybe you've streamlined some processes that are really important to the company you know figure out what it is that you've been able to do and if you haven't done something like that yet figure it out and just do it that's part of the thing is is figure it out and do it <laughs> you know deciding and knowing what is going to make the biggest impact is, is a big part of um, moving forward and, and figuring out how you're going to do that. Now that you know that you're ready for this razor promotion and, and you're pretty sure that you can lock it down, uh, you need to prepare. You can't just walk in and ask for it out of nowhere. And you know you can't just be like, oh, well, it's Wednesday afternoon or it's Friday afternoon. So this is the time to ask for the raise and then just walk up and ask for a raise. That's not how it works. You need to prepare ahead of time. And you need to actually uh, go through some steps to prepare your boss ahead of time as well. What are some of the things that you can do to get ready to ask for this Razor promotion? We already talked about doing some competitive research on your position or positions like it. I think it's good to have that information ready to go so you can use that if it becomes necessary when you're in discussion with your boss. But again, I don't think it's going to sway the result one way or the other, but it shows that you are aware and it shows that you are prepared and it shows that you are taking it seriously. I think those are the biggest benefits of doing this market research. So you know what your position pays at other companies in your area or even even at your own job, you know, what other people might be earning. And a lot of that information is probably going to be private you know, there are those sites that you mentioned, Miranda, earlier that can help with that. From what I've seen, a lot of that data can be, you know, it's all self-reported. It can be it can be slightly inaccurate, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, just putting together the research so you're prepared to discuss that type of information shows your supervisor that you're taking this request seriously and you're not just asking for on a whim trying to get more money for for doing the same amount of work. And once you understand all of that and once you've done that research, make an appointment with your boss. And it it sounds a little weird, but 
you do need to make an appointment with your boss and you need to ask when the boss is in a good mood and then make the appointment for a time when when he or she is likely to be in a good mood. Just everybody's happier. And so pay attention, you know, take take some time to look at your boss. And yeah, there's some research that shows that Mondays are a terrible time to ask. At Fridays are, are a good time to ask or, you know, it's a, it's a good time to ask like after lunch. But that doesn't hold true for everybody. Pay attention to your boss. Watch your boss. Notice when he or she is generally more receptive to things. You know, is it like mid-morning on a Tuesday after they feel like the week is well underway, they've had their morning coffee, so they're feeling great, and it's before the afternoon crisis hits. So, I mean, pay attention, and you'll, you'll see that a lot of people kind of work in cycles. A lot of us have our moods in cycles, and a lot of us feel more positive at certain times of the day or certain times of the week. Spend a couple weeks and watch your boss and see when he or she is most likely to be receptive and then ask for an appointment and try and make sure that appointment also falls during a time when your boss is going to be more receptive to your plea. Yeah, I think the key there is meeting your boss on their terms. Whatever makes them the most comfortable, whatever, it's all about being in a good mood. You have to know your boss well enough so that you are making the best preparation for them to be comfortable with being agreeable to you. So if you don't meet with your boss often, you should start. You should start just spending some time talking to your boss, going into their office, whatever it happens to do, calling them up on the phone and just talking. So you get to know them a little better. So you get to understand what they need a little better. And then from there, you're able to make better decisions in terms of how to communicate with them so that you can be most effective. And then once you've got that down, you want to make sure you prepare a presentation. You don't want to just walk in there, say, hey, I've offered this win for the company. I'm undercompensated. Give me a raise. <laughs> you need to have like a, a, a an actual presentation. And it doesn't necessarily have to be PowerPoint, but you do have to be ready. You have to be ready to speak with articulation, highlight your contributions to the company. If you have specific examples, be ready with them. Come in with your achievements, your experience, your education, and the value that you can bring. So you do need to be ready and you need to have have this presentation prepared. And at the same time, you should be yourself as well. If you show up in a suit and tie and you've never worn a suit and tie before, then something is going to be a little off. And your supervisor, your boss, or whoever's making the decision, whoever you're having this meeting with, will be thrown a little off by it. At the same time, as you prepare your presentation, you have to understand the type of presentation that your boss is expecting. So you don't want to push your boss outside of his or her comfort zone in order to make this happen. And it should be clear that this is coming from you and that this is just a natural way of communicating, but it still has to be prepared. So I like the idea of practicing with you know, someone who would play the role of your boss, you have to explain to them a little bit about how your boss communicates and what his or her personality might be. And then you you practice with someone who's going to kind of play that role and you can try things out and you can see what you're the most comfortable with and what feels natural for you while still being a professional. The, the level of professionality that your boss is expecting and just practice it and see what works you get comfortable with the communication style that you need to do. 
you don't want to come in there and kind of throw your boss for a loop. Once you're there and you've talked to your boss, sometimes the reality of the situation is you're not going to get the raise, no matter how much you deserve it. And even if your boss agrees you deserve it, maybe your boss's boss is like, no, we have to you know, keep the budget down. So you might not get exactly what you want. As you go in, you need to be ready with compromise and what you're willing to accept. Because unless you have another better offer somewhere else, <laughs> you might have to, you know, be willing to accept what they what they're going to give you. You don't have a lot of leverage in in this instance, for the most part, un- you know, unless you have competing offers. And a lot of the time, our first our first attempt, right? First, we'll go and see if we can get a raise, and then we'll go if we're not happy and we continue to not be happy. Then we'll go and see if we can find any competing offers. Fine, if that's what you want to do, you can take any approach to this as you want. You could you can try to find jobs at other companies first, and then go back and say, "I have this other offer, and I'd like you to match this offer." And then if they do do it, then you have that leverage, and that's worked out for you. And if they don't, you have to decide whether you whether you're bluffing or not, whether you're willing to make this change in your career or this this change in job in order to live out the fact that you just basically gave your boss an ultimatum. And I know that I don't like ultimatums. I don't like being given an ultimatum and that will certainly not induce me to make the decision to give someone a raise. I prefer not to be manipulated, but you know, at the same time I know that as a boss, I'm willing to work with people and willing to compromise and we'll find something that's going to work out. And sometimes that compromising is, it could be about the money. It could be about time too. One of the things that I think is good is if someone's looking for a raise, we might say, well, the money isn't there now. Let's reevaluate this in three months or in six months, which I think I think can be a fair compromise if the boss does actually intend on reevaluating and not just pushing it off to a later date, which some will do. If you do receive that, well, we can't do this now, but let's reevaluate in three months then you have to make sure that you use the next three months to prove beyond any doubt that you are absolutely deserving of whatever it is you're asking for. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes it's not just about the money. Sometimes it's about perks and benefits. You know, they're like, well, we can't offer you as much money as you want, but uh, what if we can do more flexible hours? Or maybe you can telecommute twice a week. So think about other things that you might want that can enhance your situation or help you feel better about, you know, your life in general. Because to me, I prefer flexibility to a lot of things. And so being able to say, well, I I have some more flexible hours is, is kind of worth it to me, even if I don't get a huge pay bump. And so if you can negotiate like more vacation or some telecommuting time, or even if they can add like other benefits, if you can be like help pay a wellness stipend or something, or get me a company cell phone, just, just little things like that, that are often more in the budget and usually have some sort of tax benefit to the company available, might be able to help you compromise a little bit and at least improve your situation, even if you can't get all of the money you wanted. Yeah, and anything that you can ask that makes it easier for your boss to say yes, I think is good. And and you can look at things other than money, uh, especially if you work for a company that is notoriously cheap, then you want to come up with as many 
other ways to receive a raise than just a salary bump. Just being flexible on both sides is really important. Yeah, definitely. So what are some of the do nows that that we can encourage our listeners to run out and do right now? What are some of the, the do nows to take right now if you're ready to ask for a raise or a promotion? If you're at the point where you're ready to ask for a raise or a promotion and you've already kind of listened to this episode and you've realized that, yes, I have done the right things over the past six months or so or three months or a year or whatever it happens to be, and, and you're ready to go into the office and ask for that raise or promotion, then these are the things that you can do right now. You can, you can sit down and you've probably done this already, but if you haven't, but write it down, list the reasons that show that you deserve this raise or promotion. And it's going to be job accomplishments. It's going to be the attitude when you're asked to do more than you believe is within your job description. It's going to be hard results, but also the attitude that you bring to it. And you should do it point by point. And even even as far as listing examples of the times when you showed that you were going above and beyond and I think it's important to remember as we do this that getting a raise and promotion is, isn't about saying, well, if I get this raise or promotion, then I'll start doing more and then I'll do what I need to do to show that I deserved that raise or promotion. No, you have to show it ahead of time. And so once you sit down and you list those reasons, you'll see if you've been doing that. And make sure that you really are brutally honest. And and we have a hard time doing that sometimes, but you know, sometimes we need a real honest evaluation of what we're doing. Next, pay attention to your boss's moods and habits. See if you can pinpoint the best times of the day and week to make that approach. So yeah, do spend a couple, uh, you know, just block out to say, okay, for the next two weeks, this is what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to pay attention to my boss's mood and habits. And like Harlan said earlier, also uh, pay attention to what makes them tick and get to know them a little bit so that you are prepared and you know how to ask in the right way. Along these lines, as we're going through this, I'm, I'm really thinking that getting to know your boss, yes, and communicating with your boss is, is great too. And you should, let's say you're not ready for the Razor promotion now, looking forward, you should, you should just have an honest conversation. Say, listen, in the next six months, I'd like to move forward with this position. I'd like to show that I've you know, proven to you that I deserve a raise and promotion. What do I need to do in order to get there? I know in the companies that I work for, we've had annual and sem- semi-annual reviews. So we're always, at least a few times of the year, we seem to be on the same page in terms of our career development. And if your company does this, you should do even more. You should have those personal check-ins with your supervisor so that you know and you never have any doubt of what's expected for you in order to move on to the next level. So if that's to make that a do now, let's just say if that's not on your calendar now, make sure that it is going forward and increase your communication with your boss about your position and about your career goals and your growth aspirations, because that way everybody's on the same page. And then if you have a plan with your boss to evaluate in six months, when that six months comes around, as long as you've done what you've agreed to do with your boss, you should, you should have no problem in moving to the next step. A lot of the time we don't think about, hey, let's work with the boss as a partner to help me reach my career aspirations. 
and get a little help from the boss to figure out what they would like to see from you. And that's a really good uh, way to approach this. And then finally, there is a kind of fun quiz from Bankrate that can, that you can take to see if you're on the right track for asking for a raise or promotion. So we'll include a link there. Go take that quiz, see where you stand, and see if you can uh, figure out the, the right answers to those questions. We do have a listener question. My boss keeps on piling on the work with no pay increase in sight. I've tried to ask for a pay increase, but all that's been offered is a small stipend at the end of the summer. How can I get my boss to see that long hours for small pay isn't right? <laughs> I, I worked in a nonprofit before, and believe me, long hours for small pay is exactly what was expected. Some of us knew that going into the job, and some of us were surprised when we kept being asked to work 80, 90 hour weeks and then not being compensated in a way that would show that we're earning anything even remotely close to minimum wage. Part of that depends on the type of job that you're in. For a nonprofit, that's that's almost expected. I mean, looking back, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't even work at a nonprofit unless I was financially independent and didn't have to worry about my finances so much because I know that that was the expectation. However, if that's not the expectation and you're working in a job and this is not a nonprofit job, the company certainly has money to spend on human resources. But the question is, why are you not getting a pay increase for the long hours that you're putting in? And I think, I think this, the answer has to start with looking at yourself, first of all, to see if there's a reason that you are not getting the results that you want to get. Is it just because the company really doesn't have the money to pay? Or is it because you are not performing in a certain way, even though you're working long hours? Because long hours, certainly there are overtime rules. And as long as the company is abiding by those overtime rules, they're okay legally. But, you know, long hours itself is not a reason to qualify for a raise. You have to do more than just work long hours. That would be my first question is is to look at that, look at that situation and see if you are doing what you need to do beyond just working long hours. This is so frustrating. And if it feels like you're doing all the right things and you're still not getting compensated, then it may be time to start looking elsewhere and seeing how other people go through situations like this in similar roles, whether it's the same at different companies, whether different companies uh, don't have as high expectations for working long hours. And I think it's worth doing this research because you might find that there's a better position for you somewhere else. If it becomes a situation where you really don't feel appreciated and you really feel like you are making truly valuable contributions that are being overlooked, yeah, it's definitely time, I think, to start looking for a new job. And it's and it's tough. I have a friend who kind of was in a somewhat similar position and and she was approached actually by a couple different companies and they said, "Oh hey, we we see how much you do for this job and you do such a great job. Would you consider coming to work for us?" I mean, she turned down the the offer and then a couple months later really wished she had taken it because they kept adding to her roles and responsibilities and kept expecting her to do more work, but weren't willing to give her pay. She even went to them and said, hey, look, I understand if you don't want to give me pay, but you know, maybe some benefits because <laughs> um, they, they weren't offering benefits either. And so she's like, well, maybe, maybe some benefits, maybe a health plan would be nice. 
and they still wouldn't do it. And so she still regrets the fact that she turned down this opportunity to go work for somebody else. And so be open to those opportunities. If somebody notices what you're doing and offers you a job elsewhere where you will be a little more appreciated, that might be worth doing. And so be open to those opportunities and keep your eyes open for those. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, is being open to the opportunities that come to you when you do the right thing. When people see that you're doing the right thing, which is kind of something that we've talked about in a previous episode, always doing the right thing, you will attract better offers. Uh, People will see this, they will come to you, they will notice you. Even if you feel that you're being taken advantage in your current situation, uh, keep your eye open and keep your mind open to the possibilities that are out there. Don't feel trapped because you aren't trapped. Uh, We can all make decisions to get out of the situations, the work situations that we are in. I know how hard that can be when we are struggling and we feel that we don't have any flexibility and we can't give up what we have, but just don't close your eyes or don't close your mind to the idea that there are better opportunities out there, especially if you feel underappreciated. And I would just say, if you feel underappreciated, do more to talk to your boss. It's, It's more than just The question from the listener is, you know, how do I get my boss to see that? I think that really kind of tells you exactly the attitude here is you don't communicate by getting someone else to see something. You communicate by finding a common ground and better understanding. You need to better understand your boss's position so that you know why you're not getting what you want out of it. The more you can open your ears and listen to your boss and hope that they communicate well, I think there's an opportunity there for some better communication than than trying to get your boss to see something. And I think in some cases, you're just not going to be able to, there are bad bosses out there. And we've talked about this in the past. Some people are terrible bosses. <laughs> and, and I hate to say that about people. And, you know, and I, I believe that people can change and, and change for the better and, and progress. But at the same time, um, you can't make anybody do anything and you can't make anybody see something or understand something. You can do your best to show that you add value and do your best to communicate that you feel like you add more value than you're being paid for. But at the same time, and you can listen to your boss and and figure out, well, what does your boss expect you to do for this pay raise? And you can say, well, you can go to your boss and say, hey, what would you like to see from me in order to receive this raise? And see what what he or she says. But at the same time, in some cases, you're just going to get to the point where you're going to have a boss that just isn't, they're just not going to see it. <laughs> and, and, and there are still bosses out there that just don't see it. And I personally live in a community of business people who are basically like, I'm going to pay you as little as I can get away with it. And you are going to be grateful for this opportunity to make crap wages. And that is that is the prevailing attitude here. It's not an attitude of, hey, I value your contributions to the company and I recognize that. It's I am giving you this opportunity to earn a crappy wage and you should be grateful for it. It just it really is kind of you really kind of have to gauge that and figure out if you're just going to be better off somewhere else. I think that really sums everything up there. And and, and sometimes just going on from that, sometimes your boss who makes this decision, or at least for you makes the decision, is also, you know, has his or her hands tied by their supervisor, by their boss, or by the company's budget. You know, it could be coming down from 
a president or CEO of the company where there's just no flexibility. You can try to determine if that's the case. You can see you can see how well your boss communicates that they're on your side in in this and you know the enemy really is somebody else. Sometimes that's a lie, sometimes it's true. Regardless of that situation, if there's no flexibility, then you just need to start looking elsewhere. That's really the only solution. Yeah, definitely. I think that we're running out of time. So make sure you check us out at adulting.tv. Visit us at adulting.tv for videos, more podcast episodes and articles and resources. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find us at adulting.tv slash iTunes. And you can ask us a question, send us in a question, we'll answer it in an episode or in an article or in a new upcoming video series called Help. So make sure you keep your eyes out for that. Go to adulting.tv slash ask. Listen for us next week. We'll have another great episode for you. Until then, try to act like an adult or not. It's up to you. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Thank you.